Put on your headphones, Bernie. We're recording. How's it going this week? So this is another episode of the Happy Singer Podcast. If this is the first time that you're with us, thank you so much. Go ahead and go on Facebook and join our The Happy Singer Podcast discussion group. We're going to be talking about all the episodes and all things singing, all things that you might be struggling with, working on, you name it. And then, of course, the topics that are discussed on the podcast. And if you like this episode and it tickles your fancy, go ahead to iTunes or to Podbean, wherever you're listening to the podcast, and rate it and review it. It helps me to reach more singers out there that need people. Um, If you're wondering what that amazingly fun song was at the beginning, that was In Your Shoes featuring Essence. And that's from the album, The Bernie and the Believers Connection. It is a beautiful album that I discovered because of a student. Um, her name is Emily. And I, you know, I'm always telling my students, listen to live or acoustic covers or just performances in general on YouTube. So you get a better sense of what the artist is actually doing in the recording studio, as opposed to what you think they're doing, because the production can ultimately be very confusing for a learner. So I always say, check things out like tiny desk concerts, which are my favorite from NPR you discover so many different artists from there. And I discovered them because one of my students said, you have got to listen and watch this episode. Um, It has Bernie and the Believers in it. Um, And so I sat down on one of my lunch breaks at New York Vocal Coaching and just wept because uh, the story is exactly what I wanted on the podcast because we need reminders of why music is here, the impact it can actually make, We talk about it a lot, and a lot of people think it's very flighty, and then you hear a story like this, and you're like, it's really not flighty. A lot of powerful things can happen, Um, and this story, I just had to share it with you. I I was so humbled and honored that Essence wanted to speak with us, Um, so I hope you like this episode. We had a really nice time talking. After you're done listening to the podcast, please consider donating to Bernie. I hope that you will consider checking out the Tiny Desk concert, watching that. You could even stop this recording right now and just go and watch it first and then come back and listen. It's one of the most profound things I've ever seen and listened to. And now without any further ado, here's my conversation with Essence. Thanks, guys. So I want to talk about uh, your songwriting and your journey with music. 
So wherever you feel comfortable starting, I know you've written six albums and I'd just love to hear how you came to start those. Okay, well, um, I have um, never wanted to do anything that I can remember my entire life except write music and sing. And uh, my parents were free-spirited, bohemian, um, flower children from the Kate Ashbury in the 60s and 70s. And they named me Essence, mm -hmm. and I grew up um, surrounded by music and art. And so for me, it was um, sort of a way of life to express yourself creatively from what I um, grew up exposed to through my parents. I mean, we were always at music festivals and there was always music playing in the house. And um, my father was a painter and a sculptor and with stained glass windows. And my mom wow. also was a, a painter. And um, when my parents divorced, I, I had a pretty rocky childhood. And I think that was the first time that I, my dad he gave me a journal when I was like seven years old and he called it the book of feelings. And he told me to write down how I was feeling because I was pretty crushed when my parents broke up. And um, he told me to write my feelings down in this book so that I didn't have to carry the heaviness in my heart. And that's, I guess, when I started writing. And um, I've always kept a journal mostly, you know, or a notebook on hand pretty much since then. And um, I've found that um, it's very liberating to be able to um, experience life and then have a place to put it in a song. And then you can kind of move past things and stay light in your heart. And you have a place to, you know, if I write a song and it's about something that's heavy, it's, it's, it's very freeing. So... Um, that was, I suppose, like the basis of my, you know, how I, I started writing songs. And um, my dad always listened to Bob Dylan and Carol King and Neil Young and um, John Lennon and the Beatles. And then as I grew older, I loved Tom Petty. And um, there were many great songwriters that influenced me. Um, it's hard to name them all, but... Those are a few. Willie yeah, Nelson, yeah. Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Of course, Dolly. And um, the songs that come from the heart, songs that speak truth, songs that feel honest. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've always wanted to do. And um, I've made six albums, and I've released them both independently and on labels, major labels. And there's been certain years that I've been very fortunate and had, you know, six figure years and gotten big advances. And then there's also years in between that are drought years. So it's feast or famine. Yeah. Being an artist, I think a lot of people know that. And so, um, being that I never had plan B for a career other than music, um, it made sense for me to teach what I know, which is singing and songwriting. So periodically through the years I've done that. Um, how many years now? Um, I started teaching in 2004, and I never planned to teach. And um, at first, it was um, it was challenging for me to make the adjustment mentally from being an artist to teaching. And some people, you know, there was a stigma around it that at times could weigh on me. Um, 
for those yeah. who do, those who can do, and those who can't teach was something that I've heard. Oh. And that really weighed all the yeah, that really weighed on me. Um, but during my teaching, um, I never, I never stopped doing my own music. And in fact, what I learned was the opposite of that. I became very inspired by my students. A lot of them were yep. so talented, and um, and there was uh, I just got so much from sharing what I know, and and I learned so much from them. Um, yeah. In 2016, I released an album called Black Wings, and I toured mm-hmm. behind that album. I went back east, and I went um, did a West Coast tour. And when I came home from those tours, I came home, um, unfortunately, to a divorce. And I found myself the single mother of two beautiful children in the most expensive city in the country, San Francisco. And so I had to place an ad on Craigslist to try to make some extra money to make ends meet. And um, one of the people who responded to that ad was named Bernie Dalton. And Bernie uh, was a 46-year-old single father surfer. He cleaned swimming pools for a living who had never pursued his music beyond playing for his daughter in his living room. He always had dreams of doing it. And for some reason, uh, he felt it was time finally. And he responded to my ad and he showed up early to every lesson. He drove from Santa Cruz to San Francisco, which is a 90 minute drive every week. He always showed up barefoot wearing flip flops with his um, pants laddered with bleach, um, sand on his skin, you know, from being in the ocean, very down to earth, wow. soft-spoken, humble, shy, sweet man, um, passionate about his music. And, mm. um, he played me some song ideas that he had. Most of them were not very developed. Sometimes they were just lyrics he'd show me. Um, and one of them had a melody and chords. Um, and he played cover songs for me. His voice was a little bit raspy um, and undeveloped, but it had heart and it had soul. And I, That's the most important thing. It had an identity. Yeah. That's something that you can't teach somebody. It came from an authentic place. And I liked Bernie mm-hmm. right away. And we clicked as friends. And um, we talked about what it meant to be a single parent and how to have the courage to keep moving forward and being the best person that you can be, even past disappointments and things in life not working out the way you intended. We had honest conversations, and um, a lot of times when I teach people songwriting, you get to know them pretty well because songs are very personal. And um, that was the case with Bernie. After two months of diligent practicing and song songwriting and vocal lessons, Bernie came to see me one day, and he told me that he, his, he lost his voice. At first, I didn't think too much about it. Um, I thought he just had laryngitis. But um, yeah, that day we worked on lyrics. And the next week he came back and he still didn't have his voice. And I thought, that's weird. Laryngitis usually clears up. But weeks passed, he kept booking voice lessons. But Bernie's voice did not come back. And it became more and more worrisome. He saw a naturopath doctor. Uh, We just assumed it was something in his diet, maybe not getting enough sleep. He changed his diet. 
He took a few natural remedies. Months passed and Bernie's voice didn't come back. And uh, that was, uh, let's see, he lost his voice in the spring of 2016. By the fall, he still didn't have a voice. And by then he was losing weight and he started drooling. And it was alarming. And I encouraged him to yeah. see um, a neurologist. And Bernie was, you know, reluctant. But eventually he did. And Bernie was diagnosed ultimately with the most aggressive form of Lou Gehrig's disease called vulgar onset, which is terminal and has a one to, year, one to three year prognosis from onset of symptoms. And by then, when he got the diagnosis, he already didn't have a voice for one year. So it was an alarming oh diagnosis. And for one yeah, year, it took him a while to wow. deal with getting in front of a neurologist and it took him a while to... Uh, for them to run all the tests once he finally did go. And uh, it was a devastating diagnosis. And by then, he and I were pretty good friends. And it was um, very heavy. And he kept booking voice lessons. I couldn't believe it. Um, he couldn't sing. By then, his hands were getting weak, and he was having a hard time even playing guitar. Mm. And... Um, and by then, he asked me to help counsel him on how he should break the news to his daughter. Mm. So these were no longer traditional voice lessons. Right. And um, I helped him to tell his daughter. It was so heavy. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. I asked Bernie, I can't I asked Bernie what was his um, wish for his remaining time on this planet. And he told me that he wanted to make an album of his songs. He only had one song written. Which one was it that? It was called Less Devastating. And he had written it before his voice disappeared. Wow. Um, he asked me if I would be his voice, if I would become his voice, and if I would put melody and music to his words. And at first I said no because I was working on my own album and I was overwhelmed with life and making a living and taking care of my own kids. But Bernie wouldn't yeah. give up. He was so persistent. He started mailing me handwritten letters in the mail, his lyrics. And I, they just sat on my counter in a stack under my bills. I didn't know what to do with them. Oh. So I took my kids on a trip that summer, it was the summer of 2017, I took them to the Grand Canyon, and when I was there with my kids, I could not stop thinking about Bernie and his daughter. And I offered to send him and his daughter on a trip and do a GoFundMe so they could take a trip to the Grand Canyon or wherever he wanted to go while he still could. Yeah. He said no. He did not want to take a trip. He wanted to make an album. <laughs> he was so, so focused on it. Yeah. And so when I came back from my trip, the first thing I did was launch a GoFundMe for him to make an album. I didn't expect many people to respond, but it was an overwhelming response from over 10 countries and every state in the in this United States. And in a matter of a week, we had a budget to make this album. Wow. So I put my album, my own album on hold and I booked studio time and I called all the musicians who helped me make my Black Wings record and I asked them if they wanted to help me do this with him. And I expected them all to be too busy and to say no, but they all said yes. Wow. 
So very shortly after that, we just went into the studio and each day we'd start with the lyric that he had and Bernie sat on a couch with a dry erase board and he guided our creative process with a thumbs up, thumbs down uh, gesture. Yeah. He could just barely chicken scratch right on a dry erase board if he had a word or two to guide us in a different direction than what we were going on. And he had really strong views about what he wanted creatively. Wow, yeah. So we followed his vision and we collaborated. And there were um, five of us in the studio, myself and Bernie Dalton and Roger Rocha and Daniel Berkman and David Simon Baker was the engineer. That's great. It was beautiful. And each day we would write one song from scratch and have a finished recorded master by the evening. And that's how we made the album. And, and how long would you say you guys were in the studio for? Um, I'd say we'd start around noon and end around 10 at night. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's how the album was made. So, and there's, um, you know, not, I think there's 10 songs on the album. Yeah. There's one of them is my daughter singing the first track. The nose song. Yeah. The nose song. Yeah. And she, um, was only four when we recorded that. She did so good. Wait a second. Were you three, Izzy? Yeah. You were three. That's right. It was 2017. (laughs) She did very good. Yeah, she did great. Um, yeah, no, she was almost four, but not quite. So um, wow. anyway, that's her voice, and she's an inspiring singer-songwriter, too. And then the last song is actually Bernie singing, which was, is the only recording that exists of him singing that it, anywhere in the world. And it happened um, that I recorded him on my iPhone during one of our early voice lessons before he lost his voice. Oh, that's and he so was nice. singing. Yeah, it was uh, totally unplanned and unexpected, and it's um, a song, a classic blues song called Tore Down by Freddie King, mm-hmm. and so um, the other eight songs were ones that we collaborated on and co-wrote, oh and, my gosh. but the it, nose song was something that Bernie wrote when he was a little boy, when he was my daughter's age. That's just so touching. I can't even stand it. It's so yeah. So the, so the record sort of is an arc. Um, in his um, life, like starting with the song from when he was a child to the last song, which is the only recording of him, him singing right before he was diagnosed. Well, thank right God you made that recording. I know, just right on my iPhone. And it's and it's rough and it's a little bit, um, yeah, it's just a little rough around the edges and everything, but it, it totally has his spirit in it. And you can hear his heart on that that recording and uh it i'm so grateful it seems like such a, a miracle and a blessing that he came to me for voice lessons two months before he was diagnosed before well not big diagnosed two months before he lost his voice so that i had an opportunity to actually hear him sing and talk with him before he couldn't do those things anymore mm-hmm. so when he finally did ask me to be his voice i had a sense of who he who he is because without you, no one might have ever heard his soul. You know, you just the fact that you did that for him. Because if you weren't there, 
this wouldn't have happened. Exactly. And it's really touching. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. And it was something that I never wanted or never dreamed of, never looked for. And in fact, some people could have said that my teaching was a failure, a, a sign of the failure of my commercial success in my career, that it hadn't popped. I had had songs on the radio nationally. I had open big tours for Sean Colvin and Jason Mraz and Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. And I played the Lilith Fair and opened for Sarah McLaughlin. And, oh, you know, I did all and Cheryl Crow. And I did, I did have peak moments, but I hadn't broken through. And so if I had broken through, I wouldn't have been teaching, most likely. And I, I wouldn't have been learning. Oh. And I would, I would have to say that through meeting Bernie and becoming his voice, I learned to sing in a different way than I ever had on my records. Up wow. until that point, there's a different voice that came out when I was channeling Bernie that I... I didn't know is inside me. And um, so it's a twist of fate. It's a synchronicity and it feels like magic and it feels like it was meant to be. And it feels like no accident that I've been on this path and it's been as rocky as it has been, but that I haven't given up and that I've been sharing what I know in a way that I wish someone would have done with me sooner um, I wish, you know, that I could find a teacher to tell me about the music business or to tell me about, teach me about songwriting because it's been sort of a trial and error process for me. Sure. Um, yeah. But I'm really grateful and I wouldn't have changed anything. And um, it's been pretty amazing. We did a Tiny Desk concert on NPR. Yeah. Um, How did you get to that point with that? Because that's how I found you. Yeah, we did it. We made a video for one of the songs and I applied for a grant for Bernie from one of these like Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, really old people. And I applied for a grant to fund a music video. He wanted to make a music video. His one request was to not be in it. Oh. And um, my one request was that he was in it. Because (laughs) the song that that we, uh, we wanted to make it for was Unusual Boy, and it's a love it's song actually that he wrote for me. Oh. And I said, there's no way I can do this without you. And oh. so he said, um, at one point, he said for everything that I had done for him that he would do anything for me. I could ask him anything, and he would do it. And so I used my one credit with Bernie to be in the video. Oh. And I said, I, I want it. you to be in the video even though you don't want to be. So he did, and that we made this video for the Tiny Desk Contest. And yep. even though we didn't win, we were featured on All Things Considered and All Songs Considered, and we were invited to come to Washington, D.C.'s NPR headquarters and do a Tiny Desk concert. And that concert, when it aired in November, I guess that's how you heard of us and me. Yeah. And um, two days after that aired we received an email from a major motion picture company in Hollywood. Wow. And they um, asked to buy their life story rights of both myself and Bernie and make um, a full-length feature film. Wow. And um, use our music in the film and tell our story. And so we've been negotiating a film deal. And, wow. Wow. Um, 
And how did Bernie react to that? Just he can't talk anymore, and he can't really even use his eye gaze device. He used to be okay. getting through an eye gaze device like Stephen Hawking, but right, he right. can't really do that even now. And so, but his yeah. eyes got really wide and huge okay, smiles, and we know that he's over the moon. And he's still alive. He's on life support. He's in a, a hospital just outside San Francisco, and um, he's living um, both for continuing to share his music with the world, but also for his daughter. He wants to be here as long as he can. Yeah. And um, he's he's so alive, even though he can't speak and he can't move. He's paralyzed from head to toe. He still has facial expression, and he's fully intellectually cognizant of course yeah. and um it's uh he's gonna hang on as long as he can and mm-hmm. um we're actually about to take off for a tour right now on um, well next tuesday um we're doing a tour in alaska um it was sponsored by the alaska art commission and all proceeds go for bernie's daughter's college fund cool so we're bunch of shows up in Alaska. I'm so excited. I've never been to Alaska and it's just an incredible um, privilege and honor to share Bernie's music with as many people as possible. And we live stream him in um, uh, with like FaceTime on a screen. So while we perform, you can see him in his hospital bed um, in real just time. Just like on the tiny desk. That was nice. Yeah. So we're doing that just to, you know, keep him present and keep him involved and let people know that this is a real man who um, wrote these songs with us and, and that this is his, um, it's his legacy. And these songs speak of his views of the world and his advice for living and his very unique perspectives and his giant heart that's bigger than you could possibly measure <laughs> other than through the intangible format of music, which transcends space and time and so we'd love to share this music with as many people as we can and how the story's going to be in a film and there's documentaries that have been made on it and it's been mind-blowing I could never have imagined any of this yeah (laughs) now the next thing is there's the bedside performances or concerts for him yeah um I'm I'm asking people to um come sing for him, like the, the bedside, um, variety show. Yeah. So I love come, that. Come read to him, come sing to him, come talk to him. Um, cause he's laying in bed, but, um, these visitors, um, brighten every day and he's living for it. And, um, if you can't come to San Francisco, people can send in videos and we can show them. Oh, to that's, so, that's so great. So how can we direct people to that if they're um, wanting to perform for him? Um, you can email me directly um, at essence at essencemusic.com. Great, great. Just so everyone and, knows. Yeah. And then um, and then I also at the on these um, at these shows I play some of my music too and good. I'm working on my seventh album that's gonna come out later this year. Um, good. Do we have a date yet? I don't have an exact date, but it is, uh, I'm really proud of this album and it's a different me. Um, it's the, it's the new voice that's come through post Bernie and the believers. And so this project has transformed my own music as well. So 
Now, can you talk about, you say your voice, you feel like it's changed. It, it feels like the new you. How does it feel different? Because your voice sounds so powerful. Like even in that first song that you sing, Unusual Boy, when you like belt it out, it is, I mean, like it shakes you. It's so good. Is that what you're talking about? What did you find that's different for you now? Well, I definitely think singing from my my core, it's, it's coming from a place of, um, I mean, I've always, I think I've always aimed to sing from a very deep, honest and emotional place. Yeah. But I think that I sang a lot in my head voice before mm. and I'm finding personally that that's a nice color to have on the palette. Yeah. But that I prefer now to sing from my chest voice more. Mm, that's fun. And it feels deeper and it feels, um, even in my lower range, like I sang a lot of soprano before. Yeah. And I can do that. But um, artists, different artists are resonating with me and inspiring me. And there's like something more engaging about coming from um, the alto range that feels more earnest and soft-spoken but soulful. And I suppose that's where I'm coming from. And it's more um, roots, Appalachian, um, I would say timeless sounding. There's more of a, like, I've been influenced a lot by Gillian Welsh. Oh my goodness. I absolutely adore her. I just bought um, uh, two of her vinyls. She's just gorgeous. I love her. That Harvest... um, what is it? The Harvest Sun? What is that album called? Guys, I cannot be messing up Gillian Welch's album name. <laughs> She's one of my favorites, so I had to pause the conversation to tell you. It's The Harrow and The Harvest. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. She's gorgeous in her lyrics, too. I'm all on board with that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm drawing from more of those roots influences and I've also been diving into a lot of um, timeless songwriters like Hank Williams and Bob Wills and Loretta Lynn Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of songs from different eras that I think stand the test of time and yeah so um, well I'm really excited to hear the new album that's that's really cool yeah thank you I'm it's a very personal album it's a retrospective over the last 20 years and um, there's a lot of honesty in it. So I'm excited to share it. Now for any songwriters that are out there or even just singers in general, do you have any advice for anyone that's afraid to get out there and sing or afraid to put words to paper and onto the microphone? Well, I would say um, don't try to be perfect and that perfection is boring (laughs) and that having a unique voice is more important than anything else. Having your own sound, having your own message yeah. um, is what it's all about. And some of my favorite artists are ragged around the edges like like Bob Dylan or Tom Petty or Tom Waits or mm-hmm. Willie Nelson. And, um, don't be afraid to... Uh, don't be afraid to find your own sound and don't be shy because we never know how long we have Bernie Dalton case in point. 
Um, no time like the present. Go for it. <laughs> Don't wait. Yeah. And in terms of the songwriting, could you give like a one step to start writing down emotions or feelings for someone that really is terrified to write other than the fact that they just need to get ready to make mistakes and be imperfect. Yeah. I would say, um, there's a, there's a, an old book, uh, called the artist's way by Julia Cameron. Haha. <laughs> yes. That's a great jump starter for the creative process. And, um, it talks a lot about the morning pages where you just write, for, you know, 10 minutes every morning, or it could be every night where you, um, silence your inner critic and you just write stream of consciousness and keep that pen moving on the page, no matter what you're writing, even if it's, I don't know what I'm writing or I feel like hell today or <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> truth. Like it's just about writing truth and keeping the pen moving and not having anyone else read it. But if you're honest, I mean, that's what, you know, they say the best country songs are three chords in the truth. Mm. So, you know, I think that there's um, a lot to be said for that. And um, I would just get into the practice of um, writing truth and also observations, as many concrete images as possible. Um, places, times of day, colors. What does it look like? What does it smell like? You know, what was she wearing? And a conversation you overheard. Anything that's a trigger for you, anything that, um, anything that inspires you or, you know, a car or, you know, just like anything can be. A song can come from anywhere. There is no shortage of inspiration. There is no such thing as a dry spell. There's hmm. inspiration everywhere, all the time, every day. No excuses. Just write. I love that. If you had to name one or two things what has been your favorite thing about having music in your life for me music is an escape it's like time travel mm. I, I put on music and i'm not even in the room almost anymore that's what it is that's how powerful music is for me i go into the music it <clears throat> it's very um yeah, it's very much of um, an experience for me. It's not just something that I listen to. I go into it. It's a new world. So in moments of unhappiness, I escape into music. Or if I've ever been in pain, for example, when I gave birth to my son, I was listening to the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And like that took me out of my body. So it's like a meditation. It's like a trance. You can actually, if you let yourself, you can, you can actually go there. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite Rolling Stones album? <laughs> <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> I love them all too. Um, well, the one that I was listening to is their greatest hits okay. when I had my son. So I, I don't know if there's just one though. I don't know if there's just one. I love the Rolling Stones. They're so good. I mean, I love Let It Bleed, but that's like, and it's also just like a great cover too, but they're all great. Um, if there's anything else that you want to add. Well, I would just say, I would just say, if you want to learn more about Bernie and the Believers, um, you can check out BernieandTheBelievers.com. And if you want to hear more um, about my music, 
go to essencemusic.com. And we have um, a lot of videos also up um, on YouTube. You can go to Essence Music Live. That's the page um, that have a bunch of my videos as well as Bruni and the Believers videos. Yay. Um, <laughs> Instagram. Great. <clears throat> Bernie and <Perfect>. the. <laughs> or um, Essence Music. Good. Yeah, we'll constantly be sharing new content, new songs. Um, it's not over. There's a lot more. It's interesting with Bernie. It feels like it's been such a triumph and such a success. But I will say that um, a lot more is coming. That's good. So stay, stay tuned. I hope it's helping him. I hope that it's keeping him believing and, and pushing, you know, to get as much time with his daughter. I hope so, too. I hope so too. It seems like it is. It seems like it is. So, and people's support out there makes all the difference. It really does. So, thank you so much, Christy. No, thank you, Essence. Seriously, this was an honor to be able to have this conversation with you. And I hope it will help other people to have, hopefully, as great of a relationship with music as as lucky as you are, you know, and to just keep going for what it actually is here for, as opposed to this whole perfection concept that happens in all of the lessons. I mean, that's all I'm fighting for every day is just for a singer to actually like the way they sound, to feel like they're an artist, you know, if they get the right technique or if their chest voice is in the right place, great, yeah. or, you know, if they're breathing properly, but that it's just that's so not what it's here on this earth for. And your story and Bernie's is, you know, it encompassed everything. It like made the perfect story of what the, the possibility of music can, you know, what it can do for us. So it's just so much more, it's so much more large and bigger than just being right, you know, with the voice. I agree. It's about having something to say and coming from the heart. Yep. This was perfect. I want you to get back to your kiddos. <laughs> so, My daughter wants to say something. Is of that okay? Of course, please. Okay. Um, so I was kind of shy when I sang, when I sang that song. The no song? Yeah, because I was three years old. That's so small, but you did it anyway. Yeah. What else? Tell me more about what that was like for you. It was like you were on stage and it was your first time. You were kind of embarrassed and I was kind of like embarrassed. But was it fun? Yeah. Yeah. And then you helped Bernie too because you were on that album for him. Mm -hmm. That's so special that you did that. <laughs> Do you want to say anything else? You can even sing um, if you want to. You want to sing the no song? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> She's doing it. Here we go. My nose is running down. Don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll get a nose. One without any clothes. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and your achoo is perfect. 
Yay! Yay! Thank you so much, guys. This was so great. Thank you, Christy. I'm glad we finally made it work. I know, me too. And what's your little girl's name? That's Izzy. Izzy, Izzy my goodness. I you really do have a good voice. <laughs> she does. So you just keep writing songs and singing, Izzy, please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Start it young, guys. <laughs> so... That was Essence from Bernie and the Believers. You can check her out on her Instagram, on Bernie's Instagram. Um, And then, of course, check it out on all the music platforms. That whole album is gold. I'm telling you, it's gold. Um, And then listen to her other albums. There's at least two that are on iTunes. There might be more on Spotify, but check it out. She writes these really raw lyrics. Um, And Black Wings is definitely going up in my list of albums that I really, really enjoy listening to. My main takeaway for you guys, though, is that we don't have all the time that we think that we have. If you're lucky enough, then maybe you do. But do you really want to risk it? So why don't you go out there and do that thing that you are just dying to do? And if there are images in your head and you know that there might be words somewhere out there, why don't you just get a little feelings book like Essence, um, like her dad and her mom gave her and just start spilling it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful yet, but you can also work with co-writers. You can work with friends. You can just get books. You can take a class. You can refine all of that with time, but don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. And if you have a moment, go ahead and listen to tore down um it's at the end of the album of the connection album and it's uh like she was just talking about it's bernie's actual voice and it really was soulful um so take a listen to that and i'm so glad she did get that track because that's some good singing right there true good singing and what do we define as good singing um i hope you're starting to change that mindset what is good singing I think it is feeling free. I think it's being able to, when you open your mouth, make the sound that you want to do. Sing the song that you want without a, without inhibitions. Go with total abandon and bring people along for the ride. Go live your life, you know? And I hope you have a song in your heart, and I hope that you will consider donating. Go to theburningandthebelievers.com, and you'll find a bunch of links, and you'll find the GoFundMe, as well as check out all their tour dates. Keep up to date with them. Follow them on all the social medias. Guys, thank you so much. Um, Have a beautiful night, a beautiful day, wherever you're at. Um, I have to go walk my dog. Do you hear him? That's Tucker. That's the guy that's in the, the picture on the cover. Tucker, do you want to say hi? That's when he doesn't like to talk. Oh, there he is. <laughs> okay, guys, um, bless you all, and we will talk soon. I'm going to leave you with what I think is my favorite song from the album, Connection. Uh, it's, hard to make, uh, it's hard to make a choice on that, but um, this is Unusual Boy. Enjoy, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. The boy loves me when I start to open. Always a boy leaves.
I'm not afraid. 